Now they have the T3 license, which is the journeyman level license, and it'll enable them to go anywhere in the state and operate any size system, any size treatment plant of any complexity. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Water Brothers podcast. My name is Jay Kirshner and I'm the Executive Director of American Water College. And I'm joined today by my brother and the President of American Water College, Joe Kirshner. And today we're going to be talking about how to get your water treatment and your distribution uh, license in the state of California. So Joe, why don't we just jump right into it and why don't you give us the minimum requirements to become a licensed water operator in California. Okay, Uh, for the water treatment, they call that a T1 license, T for treatment. And for the distribution license, it's a D1 or D for distribution. So for the D or T1, the requirements are that the candidate have a high school diploma or GED, um, and then successfully complete the T1 or the D1 test. So there are no work requirements, just that high school or GED and successful uh, passing of the exam. Okay. What if you have somebody who's motivated, wants to get into the industry, and they want to accelerate their career and move ahead uh, maybe a little bit faster? Okay. Well, the entry-level license, the T1 and the D1, um, is just that it's entry-level. It's not intended that uh, an operator stay there long. So California has a provision that will allow a person to bypass the T1 or D1, if you will, and go straight for the T2. But what that requires is, in addition to the high school diploma or the GED certificate, uh, they're required to take and pass a 36-hour course, and they refer to that as specialized training. So they have to complete a minimum of 36 hours of specialized training uh, in either water treatment for either license, or uh, they can do a 36-hour specialized training course in distribution if they're taking the distribution uh, license exam. The point being, if you take a treatment course for your specialized training, that qualifies for either distribution or treatment. Um, And then successful completion of that T2 exam. Okay, so it sounds like uh, whether you want to be, go enter at the entry level, the grade one, or skip the grade one and go to the grade two, there there are some educational requirements, and then there's an exam that you have to take and pass. That's right. So if I take a 36-hour course, I can skip the grade one and go straight to the grade two. If I take two 36-hour courses, can I skip the two and go straight to the three? That's a good question, Jay, uh, because it does require two 36-hour courses or two 36-hour specialized training courses to qualify educationally to take the T3 exam. However, the state requires a couple of years work experience as a T2 operator before they will license you as a T3 operator. So two 36-hour courses will enable you to take the exam, but the license won't be issued until you've uh, satisfied the work experience requirement, which is two years as a T2 operator. However, They've made a provision to accelerate that, and we've seen people do this at American Water College, and that is they, they require at least one year of hands-on operational experience, and they'll allow you to substitute 
one year experience with a certificate in water treatment and transmission technology. So we've had students who have been hired on with a T2 and during their first year on the job, they've completed our certificate program and they've taken and passed their T3. So at the end of that first year of work, now they have the T3 license, which is the journeyman level license, and it'll enable them to go anywhere in the state and operate any size system, any size treatment plant of any complexity. You know, as I sit here and listen to you talk about it, you make it sound uh, pretty simple to, to satisfy the educational requirements uh, and then just simply pass a test and then you're a licensed operator. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how how simple or how easy is it, or is it easy to pass those those uh, water treatment and distribution license exams? Well, yeah, I you know I apologize for making it sound easy because it's not easy. Um, you know the uh, the pass rate, um, although it is higher than fifty percent, it's not higher than sixty percent. So, uh, although you're right, I didn't have made it sound kind of easy. You just go take a test, you pass it. Um, but many people, uh, every exam cycle in California, fail those exams, and and a large number really struggle uh, to get beyond the grade one and grade two levels. Now, Joe, over the last decade, you've worked with uh, California operators and, and operators around the country. So you have a good sense of, of why it is that uh, people struggle to pass their exams. Can you give us some of those reasons why people fail? Sure. Uh, in fact, I've written a, a little special report or a, a, a paper on why that is. And I'm just going to give you the, the five reasons that I outline in that paper. Um, number one is uh, they don't understand how to do the math. Now, if anyone who's heard me talk about license exams, that shouldn't come as a surprise. You know, math is very important. But if you don't understand how to do uh, the water treatment math, it's very difficult to pass this exam. Um, secondly, uh, unit conversions. How do we convert one set of units to another? For example, we have units of pressure but we also have units of feet of head. Now there's equivalence between the two, but sometimes we express, you know, in PSI, sometimes feet of head. We have flow rates in gallons per minute or cubic feet per second or million gallons per day. And when we get to the formulas used in solving the math problems, if you can't convert from one set of flow units to another or one uh, representation of pressure to another. And, and there's many others. If you can't do that unit conversion, you're dead in the water. So along with the math in general, specifically not knowing how to convert units is definitely a struggle. Uh, third is vocabulary. You know, what is the language of water treatment and does the operator understand that? Uh, a big hindrance is not understanding the language of water treatment. And number four, when preparing for exams, uh, I see people want to take a crash course or a cram course, as some people call it, where you'll sit in class for two days, maybe three days, and try to learn all the information that you need to learn to pass the exam. And in doing that, they don't take advantage of spaced learning or spaced repetition 
in, in helping that information go deep into their brain and get put into their long-term memory as opposed to just being in their short-term memory. So the way in which they approach it and not using spaced repetition is a problem. And then the last thing is they don't properly practice for game day. And what I mean by that is they don't use practice exams the way that they should be used. You know, many people will get their hands on a practice test and they'll take it and they'll, you know, maybe get 50% on it, 60% on it. And then they'll memorize the answer to the questions and then they'll retake it, you know, maybe an hour later or the next day. And they'll suddenly get in the 70s or in the 80s. And what's happened is they've basically just memorized the proper response to that specific question, but they haven't really increased their knowledge in the area that they needed to. Okay, so those are some of the reasons why people don't pass. But like I've said over the last decade, you've developed a system uh, that we have here at American Water College that helps people to prepare to pass the first time. Can you give us uh, some of the keys, some tips on how that they can prepare to pass so they don't uh, so they can find themselves in the, the passing column and not in the failing column? Sure, I'd be happy to. And uh, to kick it off, I'm going to start with math and and just say that you have got to take the time to learn the math. And especially in California, the way the exams are set up, there's a 100 questions, 85 are multiple choice, 15 are math. Okay, so you have 15 math questions. And the way they assign points are the multiple choice questions are worth one point. The math questions are worth two points. So uh, that means there's a total of 30 points from math and 85 points from all other questions. And the way this breaks down is if you don't know how to do the math, so if you don't get any points from math, you almost have to score 95%. It's right around 95% on uh, the all the other multiple choice questions if you're going to pass that exam. Now, if you know how to do the math and you get all 30 of your math points, you only need to score about a 60% on the multiple choice questions and you'll pass that exam. So what happens is we see people who are strong in math uh, able to pass these exams. And then you have people who are really good at operating the system or operating the treatment plant who might struggle with the math struggling to pass the higher level exams. So that's just the reality of it. And the solution is not to complain about it. The solution is to learn the math. And I've developed a five-step approach that is helpful to solve all math problems. So I guess tip number one is learn how to do the math. And if you go to the American Water College website, there's an orange button at the top and it says free study tools. If you click that button, you'll be directed to a place to where you can uh, have free access to that five-step approach and learn an approach to solving any water uh, or distribution math problem. And, and that should be very helpful. So take the time to learn that. Yeah, that's a really great opportunity. I hope our listeners take advantage of that. So after learning the math, what's the next tip you've got for us? Well, uh, I'm addressing the second problem I addressed, and that is unit conversions. Um, learn how to convert units from MGD to cubic feet per second to gallons per minute, or PSI to feet of head. 
And again, uh, if, if they go to our website and click that free study tools, we have a lesson that shows exactly how to do unit conversions. It's a real simple process. Uh, once you decide you want to understand how to do it, it, it's it's not rocket science. It's it's actually very simple. Um, so I would encourage uh, anybody listening that doesn't understand unit conversions or kind of gets them right half the time, go to our website, click that free study tools button, take the appropriate uh, a lesson, whether it's treatment or distribution or whatever your discipline is, but I'll show you exactly and simply how to do unit conversions. And then the third topic I addressed was the vocabulary. Now, you know, I, I say learning the lingo to kind of keep it light, but, you know, vocabulary, you have to know the language of water treatment and water distribution to take these exams. The, the test writers use specific language and expect you to know that specific language in order to get the answer correct. So it it's just, it's important. And, and again, we have a tool um, and in, in our exam prep, we call it keywords and concepts, um, but we drive home uh, the different words that are necessary to understand the different subjects that are tested. And, and again, a, a broken record here, but that orange button, free study tools, we have a section on vocabulary, whether it's water treatment or distribution. So you can uh, take advantage of that. Learn the language of water treatment. You know, that's a really good tip, Joe. I read an article recently about uh, if how, how if you increase your vocabulary, you will increase your IQ. That's true. And and he, here, I, I, you know, we talk about this here at the Water College, um, but we talk about increasing our water treatment IQ or our water system IQ. And the quickest way to do that is to increase our understanding of the different words used in water treatment and distribution. So it sounds like if if our listeners would, you know, click on that button and use these free study tools, they'll actually be able to increase their water IQ. That's right, Jay. And let me tell you why it is. In relation to vocabulary, what happens is if you can store the vocabulary words into your long-term memory, so you understand the vocabulary that goes with water treatment. When you take a test and you read the questions and look at the answer choices, your uh, short-term memory or your, your processing memory, the part of your brain that processes that information, is free to work on answering the question. Now, if the person doesn't understand some of the words in the question or some of the words in the answer choices, they're a processing power of their brain is working on trying to use the context around the word to understand what is the meaning of the word. You know, what is that question even asking? But by already knowing the terminology that's used and commonly used on these certification exams, you don't distract yourself. So all your brain processing power goes to solving the question or answering the question. And the questions pretty much answer themselves. And the same is true with math. You know, I we encourage people to learn a few key equivalents that you use in converting units. Don't rely on the cheat sheet or the formula sheet or the equivalent sheet that they give you. Memorize a few key equivalents 
and a few common formulas. That way, those equivalents and formulas are in your brain, in your long-term memory. So all your processing power is going to solving that question on your exam. You're not searching for the right equivalent or searching for the right formula. It just pops up instantly. And again, the problems start answering themselves. So to increase your IQ, put a little bit of information into your long-term memory, and that would be the vocabulary, the formulas, and a few key equivalents. And if you do those three things, I mean, you're well on your way to acing your next certification exam. That's good stuff. So uh, you got two more tips real quick. We got to wrap this up soon, but why don't you give us those two tips, Joe? Well, we talked about, you know, increasing your IQ by uh, covering the math and the vocabulary. And uh, the, the second to the last one is using spaced repetition. So we have these tools for our listeners um, if they would use those over time, you know, a little bit each day and not try to just cram it all into a day or two, um, but t- take that information in, the information that you're going to need to know to pass your exam, take it in over a series of days and weeks leading up to the exam. So I'd recommend using the time-tested process of spaced repetition to learn incrementally a little bit each day And and that way, it'll get that information into the long-term memory. And then finally, practice correctly for game day. And what I mean by that is resist the temptation to take that practice test and memorize the answers to the practice test. Use the practice test as a, a, a true test to see if you're ready for the exam. So take the practice exam after you've done all the preparation. And when you do it, do it under exam conditions. Give yourself a time limit. Don't have any study material around. You know, don't use any outside resources. Um, just you, the test, and your calculator, a pencil, and some scratch paper. And work through that practice test as if it was the real test. So practice like you're going to play. And I think if you do all those things, you're well on your way to passing your certification exam in California. So to sum up, we want to learn the math. Right. Learn how to convert units. Absolutely. Learn the lingo, improve your vocabulary, and increase your water IQ. Yep. Use spaced repetition. Don't try to take it all in at once. Yep. Slow and stay on that. Yeah, I just want to say slow and steady wins the race on this. Good stuff. And then finally, we're going to practice for test day, take a practice exam or two under exam conditions. And if they do that, they should be good to go and be ready to pass their test the first time. You agree? I agree. Well, on that note, then we will wrap it up for today. So for American Water College, I'm Jay. And I'm Joe. And we are the Water Brothers. We'll talk to you next time.